You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, it is currently 7 p.m. in the very, very cold state of Pennsylvania. My guest is not too, too far over. I think like five or six hours away, something like that. Um, anyways, I hope everybody is having a fantastic week. Why is my camera not focusing? Sorry. Technical difficulty. StreamYard's been a little bit of an MF to me. I won't say those words because you're not supposed to swear in like the first minute or so. But um, regardless, looking forward to this conversation today. Um, I had this guest on once before and he told me it was about a year ago and I almost couldn't believe it. But then looking back at it, um, we were talking before the show and this uh, 2023 just gone in the blink of an eye. So um, anyways, links below for where you can find my guest, uh, where you can find the world's greatest supplements, tigerfitness.com. They have a large restock on protein and I think I have a link below so you get a little bit of a deal on protein and also um, it'll just take you straight to the MTS way, which you could see right there and right there. Um, as well as LMNT, drink LMNT.com slash in liberty and health, foxsonscoffee.com as well. Uh, and use code Kyle at checkout to let Steve know I sent you and get the world's greatest coffee. I love drinking that stuff. I'm on a little bit of a caffeine fast, so heaven forbid if I'm not quite as cognitively there as I normally am, but I promise this will be a good conversation. Um, so yeah, I guess if you guys got all that stuff and I did all my shilling, let's rock and roll. Let's get into it. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? I am. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And I want to welcome back Mr. David Lilly What's from up, Hard man? Will Art. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm actually drinking coffee. Um, 
Fox's Coffee. Is it Fox Coffee? Is that the name of the brand? I'm drinking <laughs> Fox that and one. Sons. Fox, Fox and Sons. <laughs> that exact brand. I'm drinking it right now. Yeah, <laughs> caffeine fasts are horrific. Do you have a headache right now? Or is it No, no, no. It I so I did a little bit of a podcast on this. I talked about it a little bit on Sunday, but uh just to kind of continue on there, I guess. Um <laughs> I was drinking probably anywhere from like five to six hundred milligrams of caffeine a day. Nice. Oh yeah, I was oh, cooking. Yeah. So it's good. Um yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm like, all right, I, I gotta do something because like, okay, I drink a couple diet pops. I would have, you know, a fat burner in the morning, which had about like 150 milligrams of caffeine. And then I have a cup of coffee on the way to work. And then, you know, if I was really feeling it, then maybe another cup of coffee. And then usually like a diet pop, which would have like anywhere from like 30 to 70 milligrams of caffeine. And then I'd be done, but I'm like, dude, that's just so much caffeine. So I was like, all right, done. We're not going to drink anymore. So now I'm drinking decaf this week, which is just like warm water. Yep, and basically. yeah, I had a headache pretty rough last Monday, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty much through it. Like I'm completely off the hook, but I, yeah. I feel tempted, but I'm trying to see how long I can go without it. I mean, that's, I mean, I, uh, so during the wintertime, I live up in capital region in New York. And so I'm with you on the cold and I don't do caffeine that much except for the wintertime. And it's because it's cold. So in the morning yeah. I get up about five, five thirty. And by the time I'm leaving for work about 7.30, I've already had a pot of coffee. And then I'm like, well, I got to get some more coffee because it's cold outside. Why not drink hot coffee? And then so all morning I'm drinking hot coffee. And then I'm at that age now where I get home because I got up at 5, I'm like, God, I kind of need a nap. Another cup of coffee just to get through the night. So I'm turning into a, a co all-day coffee person. I'm starting to understand now when people are like, you want coffee after dessert? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. Um, or I have an addiction. I could just have an addiction. But that could, be, <laughs> that could be solved come summer, I'm sure. Yeah, no, 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 dude. I, I think it's probably an addiction. <laughs> probably. I mean, it's, it's generally harmless, but like, it's, I um, it's, it's, I, it's like one of those good addictions, <laughs> the good ones. Yeah, I don't know. What would be a good addiction? I don't know. Um, uh, prayer. I'm addicted to prayer. Okay, yeah. I'm addicted to caffeine. I'm addicted to loving my wife. I'm addicted okay, yeah, to working enough. hard. I don't yeah. know. I'm just making stuff up now. None of that's true. Um, <laughs> it I'm sounds only, good though. I'm only addicted to coffee, not <laughs> none of that other stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I, I see the guys I work with drinking coffee at like two or three, and I'm like, man, like yeah. I used to have trouble sleeping when I was a kid, and now in my more adult years, I guess you could say, I'm I've kind of like settled. Like even my early 20s, I used to be, I, I just always wake up in the middle of the night. But as of like, I would say probably like the last two or three years, that's really subsided. Typically I sleep through the night now, but like, man, I, I know if I was drinking caffeine that late in the day, I'd be fucked. I'd be getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it happened. Like when I do podcasts, like late at night, I try to keep it to one cup because if I've like two cups while doing a podcast, um, come like nighttime and I get, I get up stupid. I'm not a morning person. I just mm -hmm. started this like a year ago. I was like, I'm gonna start getting up early and I still haven't recovered. I still hate it. I hate every <laughs> minute of it. None of it's fun. All uh -huh. those people are like, like, uh, Jocko was like, you gotta earn the sunset. I'm like, no, no, you just try your best because mornings are awful no matter how long you've been doing it um but even then by the time i if i'm I gotta go to bed at nine and i've had two cups of coffee i'm screwed i'm up till like 11 12 and then my Ooh. next morning it's it's just as bad so yeah man yeah. coffee in the afternoon's not good i used to pound energy drinks and uh i mean that was back when i was in my 20s um and i don't remember it being near as bad as having a cup of coffee in the afternoon so now i'm i'm I feel it more. I think when you get older, you start the little things make more of a difference. Like with alcohol, like mm -hmm. 
like before when you're young you just pound beers and now you're like three is good three is a good number um yeah i mean i think it's just part of getting old yeah you don't bounce back from drinking quite Mm -hmm. as well either and i've even noticed that where like um typically i'll have maybe three or four drinks over the weekend and that's like my alcohol for the week um and anybody that knows me knows that like i back when i was younger i was a real big boozer now i'm kind of like calmed down about it like i still like to get just fucking annihilated every here and there it's pretty rare but like the next day it's like fuck me dude i'm doing nothing and typically like that's gonna be a saturday and Sundays are the days I like to go to the gym, you know, be there at 5, 5.30 in the morning where nobody's there. It's peaceful and quiet and deadlift 500 pounds. Yeah, I could not do that if I was drunk the night before. Like, just, it is not happening. Not happening. No, no, I, I, I get that. I, I stopped drinking a, a while, while back and mm-hmm. uh, still have dreams about it. That's how much that's how much it had, had its hooks in me. Oh, I have a dream. Be like, did I drink a beer last night in my dream? That was great um but yeah yeah i haven't had one of those because i get up at five if i if i drank at all there would be no getting up getting up early my brain would be like no no it's not that life is not that important just keep sleeping um (laughs) it's that it's that sober where you're like oh yeah you should probably get up it's like 5 30 you want to be somebody don't you and then then i have jocko's voice in my head the whole time um good (laughs) yeah exactly right but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I like the caffeine, so I'm still sticking with it. That's the, uh, that's my drug. That's my drug of choice. Yeah, no, um, no, that, that, it's, it's a good drug of choice. You know, what's funny is that I think actually when I had you on last, I think I did my caffeine podcast right before I published the one that we did together. And that was my most downloaded podcast, surprisingly. It's because everyone's then, drinking. Oh, this podcast is great. This is, all, <laughs> oh, wait, so I've, I've, I now have the this right to snort. Topic. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I could snort caffeine is what you're saying. I could have a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day and I'll be fine. Yeah, of course. Fuck it. I, I was just talking about this on my Sunday podcast, but like we Americans are so fucking stupid and, and oh, like yeah. We, yeah. the way that we go with everything is that like if a little bit is good then a lot must be a lot better yeah. but the fact yeah. is that like moderation for like the vast 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 majority of things not everything but the majority of things is, is good like you it's will always. be fine with taking a moderate approach to most things so like you know if you get about up to like 300 milligrams of caffeine a day you're probably at like the upper limit probably shouldn't go any higher than that but though, you know, like I said, us stupid Americans, a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day. I had three energy drinks, a cup of coffee, a couple fully loaded down, you know, high fructose corn syrup um, pops and I'm good to go. Yeah, I uh, I think I think that is might just be an American thing. Like if you're going to go, go hard. And I think I think most everyone else is like, we got plenty of life to live. You're like, no, no, no. I got to get it done. I don't, I don't know if I'll be here. Burn the candle at both ends. Let's go. Oh, um i i have that man i do that all the time everything i do i was just talking about um with a buddy of mine projects i have all these projects going on and when i finished one he's like hey man would you, you finished a project you celebrate and i was like celebrate what do you mean no i quickly moved on to the next like <laughs> what is this celebrate i don't know no i don't i don't take time to enjoy life i got too much to do who needs yeah, to enjoy life i, I think that's more of kind of like exemplary of our political climate and of like the human condition. So I guess we'll sort the human condition first. So like, I remember when I hit a 400 pound deadlift and I was like, all right, I'm going to stop there and I'm perfectly fine. But then, you know, I was like, no, I got to keep pushing. 
yeah, and yeah. then I pushed to 500 and I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know what? 555, I think I could do it. And I'm still working on that one. But like, you know, the human condition really is defined by discontent. Like you have these very, very brief moments of happiness and of like sincere joy, but that goes away very, very quickly. And I think it's an evolutionary adaptation because if we ever got content and lazy and comfortable to a significant degree, we would die. And like, now you see this with people writ large who just get sedated by video games, porn, drugs, weed, you know, you name it. They sedate themselves into complete total complacency and it resembles, like you could just hear it screaming from their body. Like I see guys that I work with, they come in, two minutes to late or five after eight. And then they just kind of mosey on throughout the day. They have no aspirations to do anything great. And like, I get getting in those swings every once in a while, but some people like that, their entire being is defined by that attitude. Yeah. That's, that's a rough one. But even like the one that blows my mind. Oh, so here's my little, we'll start off with a biblical PSA since we always talk about um, biblical stuff. So there's this Good. scripture that's one of my favorite scriptures. Matter of fact, I did a, a painting on it, but it's, um, it's war and the grave are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. And so it's just Ooh. talking about the way, um, no matter where you get to, you're always going to need to hit that next step, the next step. And the one yes. thing that blows my mind are, um, the people who do the body modification, especially like they get the implant. You've seen those guys they get the implants and the vice, mm -hmm. that one Russian kid where you can, yeah. it looks like his whole arms bruised and he's all like, look how big I am the fact that their bodies are morphing and we all can see the uncanny valley we're like this looks weird yeah. i don't think they see that and i think i think right. it affects the brain so much to where they're not even i mean it kind of feels like if you go in the opposite like uh we hear about people who are anorexic where they're like i'm i'm super fat i gotta stop eating but you're like dude you're you're like a you're like a skeleton like this is awful but they can't right. something blocks in the brain and i wonder if that's tied to that that like I got to this next spot. It's not good enough. It's not Discontent. good enough. And yeah, yeah. It's the avoiding of that. I, I don't know where that comes from, but it, to me, if anybody gets that obsessive about that thing, anytime I see someone that's obsessive, obsessive about a thing, it makes me wonder what they're avoid avoiding. Like if it was, and it could have been like anything, say like the Russian guy used to be a booze hound. Like he's a kid. He's just, I loved alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I'm really into Botox or whatever. And so the synthol, the, they use synthol. It's like an yeah. oily substance. It's, it's alcohol in a different form. It's just a totally different form. <laughs> yeah, it's like I used enough. to drink it. Now I just, I just yeah. did up. Um, <laughs> but I think I always think like when I see someone who's obsessed about a thing, I, it makes me wonder like, what is it that they're not wanting to look at? Because I do that. Uh, I have my own, like I, 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 have a hard focus like when i'm in something i focus on it and it, it, anytime i get pulled out to real life or like i got a, a situation that i have to handle i it irritates me like i don't like my attention being pulled when i'm focused on something and uh and sometimes i wonder if, if those people who are obsessive compulsive maybe it's just obsessive i'm not i'm not a doctor by any i don't know mm -hmm. these chemical things but it does make me wonder about the human condition and when you find that uh, are, are, is it like doing something out of spite to avoid doing something else? And what are your thoughts? Maybe that. Yeah. Weird I, end of a rant. I, I really like that biblical verse that you came up with. And I, I no, may man. have to clip that. I didn't that come up something. with it, but yeah. Well, yeah. But, but like the fact that you cited it in, in this kind of context, yeah, I yeah. think makes a lot of sense. I think it works in that position really, really well. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I do believe that like, we're not meant to be happy for long periods of time. So like, 
you know, women always want to find the better deal, right? Because women are naturally hypergamous and men always seek to do something better, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, like when was the last time you finished a large project? You even said it yourself, you finish a large project, you move on to the next thing. Right, um, next you know, in, in my job, <laughs> when I finish a car, immediately on to the next one. Um, yeah. As soon as like my band and I finish writing, you know, an EP, a single or whatever, on to the next one. Like you get these very, very brief moments of just like, I did it and you got to keep going. Like yeah. um, to, to nerd out a little bit, I, I fucking love World of Warcraft. And oh, it's right. probably, yeah, it's probably taking up a little bit more time in my life right now than it should, but I, I, yeah. I just enjoy playing it so much. And like, once I do something, I'm like, okay, well, on to the next thing. Like just that never ending grind, but like the satisfaction from life, I think largely comes from like that grind and then getting like that little nugget of what you're looking for. And then you can keep moving on. It's just kind of like, as long as you're on the tail of something, that's where you're, you're kind of like doing you and you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like that. You know, the, what people always, or actually I think it was a song. I think it was a Miley Cyrus song. It's not, <laughs> it's not the hill. It's the climb or whatever. You know that. Sound, <laughs> oh right? my God. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like... no, you're fine. I, that was, that was a good segue into whatever that was supposed to be. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. guys that I work with. So they played Taylor Swift on Monday. Like Beautiful. you have to picture Yeah. There's literally a shop full of guys and we're listening to Taylor Swift. And I'm like, listen, I can't stand fucking Taylor Swift. Like I don't like Miley Cyrus. I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm a heavy metal kid. So like, yeah, yeah. I want to listen to angry shit all the time, but I'll settle for like the early nineties and two thousands rock or even like hair metal. I'll, I'll settle for that, but I can't do oldies. I can't fucking do the country rap. I hate that shit. And, that's an abomination yes it really is and I, like i don't even know how that got that's i put that with like the juggalos hopefully you're not an icp <laughs> fan like it's no I, I had a lot of friends who were though we kind of let them enjoy it but they need to stay over there like i i, I understand <laughs> build a wall just around them build a wall build a big beautiful wall <laughs> leave them over there they can yeah. hang out with the icp crowd i'm sure they'd all get along yeah. it's kind of the same thing and but yeah, I, I certain people when you know when you ask them, like what's your favorite kind of music, if anybody comes right out of the blue and they're like ICP, like I'm out. <laughs> it's that. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm heading out. Um, that's how I feel. <laughs> Same with the country rap. I'm with you. It's an abomination. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It just doesn't make any sense. I I, I won't say it on YouTube, but uh, how do I want to put this so that way it, it sounds safe? Um. Those people should not be members of the planet anymore. Uh, <laughs> if if Up Church was no longer of this realm, um, I think the world would be a significantly better place. And I think the same thing about Eminem too. I hate, I hate Eminem with a passion. Why? His why, voice, why Eminem? His voice. Oh, uh oh. Up, oh, it froze. Am I froze? Are you froze? Um, can I refresh? Hey, I don't know if it's just me, if he froze or if I'm still here. Well, if I'm still here, welcome to Liberty and Health. This is uh, Kyle's podcast. I'm the host of it. I have no idea what's going on. Let's see. Um, great conversation, though. It's been great up till now. I'm actually going to, while we're live streaming, I'm going to check out the live stream. And see, according to my live stream, he's frozen and I'm still going. So anyway, uh, it's my show now. 
Welcome to the Pardon Will. Yep, he opted out. Um, welcome to Liberty and Health. Uh, I am your host, Dave Lilly, also the host of the Pardon Will podcast. Shameless plug. Um, yeah, man, uh, I got a new book out. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm on Kyle's podcast, other than the fact he's a great friend, and I was like, hey, anybody um, coming out with a book, would anybody want uh, me to come in and fill a guest spot if anybody drops out? And Kyle was kind enough to be like, let's go, dude. And uh, I love having conversations with Kyle. But while I'm here, and if the stream, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to cancel this and we're supposed to start up, but hopefully, hopefully I'm still going. Um, got a new book out. It's called By Every Meaningless Measure. I know the screen is mirrored, so that's backwards. Trust me, I know. I can see what you see. Um, but if you go to pardonwell.com, you'll find this book. You can go and purchase it there. It's a book of art and poetry. I know I don't look like a poet. Oh, there he is. Sorry, Dad. Professionals here. <laughs> I straight up took over your podcast. Oh, your no, you're book. good. You're good. <laughs> All right, good. I was like, is he frozen? Am I frozen? Am I no. am I still here? And so I went, I was like, well, I'll just keep talking. And I just rambled until I looked at the live stream on my phone. I was like, oh, it's my show. And that's I just went with it. Anyway. <laughs> no, dude, you, you're you're good. You're good. I don't even remember where the hell we were at. But uh, yeah, no, no. Basically, the world would be a better place without Up Church and Eminem. But Eminem's voice is like okay. nails on a chalkboard to me. And um, I remember seeing a group on Facebook, and they said that Eminem sounds like Big Bird getting something shoved up his ass. And ever <laughs> since I heard that, I'm like, yes, that's absolutely true. And I cannot stand it. You, can't, you know what I got? I got. I was listening to a podcast, and they were like, Jordan Peterson sounds like Kermit the Frog. And from yeah. here on out, dude. And I, I saw him live, and I was like, straight Kermit. Like, it's straight. Mm, like, it you is. could just replace him. Matter of fact, I wish someone would do that and just have, like, a Kermit the Frog do one of his lectures. I'm and pretty I sure he owned... I want to see if I could find a video of it. There was a really, really funny video of um, a Jordan Peterson thing where he was uh, um, he was using Kermit the Frog or somebody made a, a Kermit the Frog Jordan Peterson. But um, yeah, he really he's owned it. Frog. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I thought Peterson. so. Yeah, it's uh, he, he definitely sounds like it. I, I, I kind of sort of get it. OK, here we go. Do a little share screen and like people kind of dig on jordan peterson now because he's not what he was but i don't know yeah, what's I think your thoughts still... man actually I, i'm curious about that because i just went mm -hmm. i just went and saw him on his um um we we wrestled with god tour and so i've got mm -hmm. some thoughts on jordan but i was curious about what yours are but let's yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's let's watch this first it's, it's it's actually pretty great so so this is why this thing that i've said to people has become this crazy internet meme but that's to clean up your room and <laughs> which, which is a lot better and more useful than people think it's a lot harder too but the, the thing the first thing you do i think and i learned this in part from solzhenitsyn when he was trying to iron out his soul when he was in the gulag because he was trying to figure out how he got there fix the things that announce themselves as in need of repair your room put it in order because the thing is in most households there's a hundred things that could be done to just <laughs> make it, it less hideous this and horrible perfect. and so practicing oh, no, that is it's a real useful form of meditation and it's also it's also i think it's a divine act because you're taking chaos and you know if you pay attention even to a room it's so interesting he dresses I like I, him I renovated many he dresses like him tried to make them beautiful and one of the things that <laughs> i really learned is that you can do something as simple as just sit on your bed and think okay Get yourself a good bed that you like, like set the bloody place up so that when you walk in there, you think, Jesus, a civilized human being could really live in here. And then every time you walk in there, 
your room will remind you that the proper way to behave in there is to behave as a civilized being, you know, not as a two-bit do-gooder who's look, trying to look good in front of the world, but as someone who's tough and, and reliable and all of that. And that's what your room should tell you. So set the damn thing up until that's what it screams at you when you walk in there. Those are the protesters. Those are the protesters. That, that is quite possibly the greatest thing. I mean, chef's kiss, work of art. That was yeah. perfect. I've never seen that before. I just heard him, and I was like, that's a great thing. I'm so happy I saw that. That just made my life. That, yeah, it's – uh, I remember – I think he actually shared it, but I know back when he was first starting to blow up, or it might have been like right before he really got big, I remember he was sitting down doing a lecture with a uh, little Kermit the Frog. And um, yeah, so like Jordan Peterson, I got to say, definitely like motivated me to – he was probably the one that like put the seed in my brain about the carnivore diet and mm, then yeah. about some relationship ideals that I think are useful, but perhaps not good for everybody <laughs> at the same time. But, uh, you know, he was, he kind of gave people like this idea of purpose and, you know, uh, this idea of discipline that I think was generally good for a lot of guys because, um, you know, at least motivated them to feel like they, they could do something better than what they were. Right. So like, that's yeah. kind of the whole Jordan Peterson ethos of like clean your room. But then like when he came back, he still seems like he has it. And I think like a lot of his ideas are still interesting and he's somebody that is worth listening to, but like this whole neoconservative deal signed with the daily wire and just, I, I think that's really gross. Like just, okay, yeah, yeah. you could, you can still like him for who he is and just realize like, Hey, all his foreign policy takes are pretty awful. I'm like, I don't like that stuff at all, but like everything else he does, it's, it's at least enjoyable and something to listen to if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, I got two things. Cause I want to, but what you just said, I want to sit on that for just a minute. And now I sound, Oh my God. I sound like Jordan Pearson. Um, <laughs> I want to sit on that for just a minute. Um, <clears throat> that thing. I see that a lot online too. Um, where they're like, I like this part, but I don't like this part. And to me, I'm like, well, hell yeah. That's like, I kind of like that. Like if, if you were to look at anything I do, like I like his podcast, but his art is awful. And be like, okay, that, that's, that's fine. But to like one, yeah. if you were to like everything about that person, that's called a simp. And I don't think anybody should do that. Right. Is that what a simp's yeah. called? Right. Yeah. And I someone who idolizes mediocre pussy. Yeah, and there's there's even like I my best friends. There's things where I bump up against and it's it's they're my best friends. And so I always I always get nervous when people are like everything this person that's the part that throws me off. And when you see people like everything this person does. I mean, it's kind of like the um I mean, it's on every political spe spectrum, but when they talk about like the MAGA cult. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, I get that everything this person does is ordained by God. I, I leave that to one person in history. Um mm -hmm. and and the, well, that's Jesus for anybody who's not keeping up. But um, but everyone else, man, I would expect I would expect me to like even 90%. There's gotta be 10%. And if there wasn't 10%, like for Jordan Foreign's Jordan's foreign policy, that's hard to say. Um, then I would start to question my own. Like I shouldn't like anybody that much. Mm -hmm. Um and so and that that's my that, what do you what's your take on that? Do you is there anybody that you like, Kyle, that's like 100% other than your wife, which I'm sure that's true? <laughs> uh, yeah. I love my wife dearly, but like yeah. there definitely are some things that we probably butt heads on right? a little bit. Me too. Um, Me and my wife too. 
you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird for me at this point in the podcast and kind of like being online, terminally online or whatever you want to say, but like, um, I don't want to say I've met all my idols, but like, I know the vast majority of them now, almost like personally, like I talk to a lot of these wow. people. So like cool. somebody that I really liked was like Dave Smith, right? Well, now he's yeah, yeah. been on two of my podcasts and I could hit him up just about any time. And I'm sure he would answer me. He'd come back on the show or whatever. Um, Rolo Tomasi is probably one of my, he is my favorite author and he's somebody I looked up to for a long time. Okay. Well now him and I are like personal friends and we That's DM cool. each other and we talk about gear and stuff like that. He played my band at the end of his stream. So like, um, I, I would say probably with those guys, I agree with them on like the vast, 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 vast majority of things, but there are probably things that I'm sure if you nailed us to a wall, then you would uh, probably find things that we disagree about. Like, um, I don't know. There's probably things that Cole and I would disagree about, like on on music in particular, because I'm sure he probably likes Eminem, dude. He probably likes Eminem. Hope not. I'll have to ask, but I I probably not. And then like Dave and I, when it comes to like our view on you know social stuff and relationships, I think him and I are kind of come at it from a different angle. But I think like our our general prescription would probably be pretty close to the same. And um, probably like some libertarian positions that him and I may like have slight, slight disagreements on. But those would be like two people that immediately come to my mind that like, I don't want to say I'd be a simp for, but I would go out of my way to defend those guys. And maybe like Pete Quinones too, where him and I disagree about a decent bit of stuff as well. But um, I would go to bat for him anytime because I just think he's a good person. And for you too, you know, like the people that I like, yeah, no, the people that I like, I'm always going to go to bat for them. Even if I disagree with them, I'm going to go to bat for them in good faith saying like, Hey, even though I don't agree with their position, um, this is my interpretation (laughs) of it. And I think that like, you should consider their position. And even if you don't agree with it, just realize, Hey, this is where they're coming from. And, you know, engage with that in good faith. Cause I, I would like people to do that for me as well. Yeah, I think, and that I'm in the same boat as you. And so like when I said, like my best friends, there's certain things I disagree with. I'll still go to bat for him. And even with Jordan Peterson, like, I don't agree with Jordan Peterson's for his policy, but that's the last reason why I listen to Jordan. If I was to pull up Jordan and be like, what's Jordan's uh, take on, uh, you know, Taiwan right now? I could care less. Matter of fact, I'd prefer him to avoid that because obviously his focus of work is not on foreign policy. And so every time, and people always used to say like, stay in your lane which I understand, like I get it. But if you want to yeah. jump, you want to jump lanes for a minute and it comes out as a terrible take, I'm not going to fault you for that. Because yeah. un- until you start taking your, ex- like if I went to you, Kyle, and I was like, Kyle, I got this, uh, I got this truck I need you to work on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's your thing. And you botched that. Then I go, all right, well, maybe we need to find something else that me and Kyle agree on. But that, <laughs> but I don't go, I don't go to you for uh, watercolor techniques. I mean, unless you're a watercolor artist, I don't know. I had to come up with something. Yeah. So it's like that. And so when people start, I think it's, I think it's, I just think it's personally healthy in the human condition to have, have your heroes. Um, but, but also to, to be able to go, okay, that was a dumb take, but they're still good at what they do. And that's kind of like the separating the art from the artist. Um, I, there's a few people I like, like I, I'm a big star Wars guy. I think Pedro Pascal is a great actor. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. I think his political takes are stupid. I think they're sure. absolutely stupid. He's not going to stop. I'm just, when he starts talking politics, I just go mute. And then I turn <laughs> Mandalorian back on. I'm like, look at him. He's doing such a good job. And so that's, that's kind of how I view. I think that's how I view most people, even online, anybody. I, I kind of take them with the grain of salt of what I'm there for. My, I know I'm ranting now, um, but my person, my personal take on Jordan is it's been interesting. So I I was a latecomer to Jordan. Um, I came when he started to talk about God. Like then my my ears started to perk up because I was already cleaning my room, quote unquote, whatever, whatever that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew what that was. So when it popped up, I was like, this is great, but I'm also older. Uh, I've also, uh, I understand he was speaking to people that were, I don't know, that he was just, he, he hit a crowd and that crowd needed that. But when he started to talk about God, I was like, oh, and this guy's not even a Christian. But his takes are pretty neat. And even I, who I've read like commentaries on scripture, these are really cool commentaries and they're not far off. Now, his his take on like his direction he goes, um, it's I kind of want to I kind of want to fill in some of the gaps that I think I could. Um, but I still like what he's doing, even if he, he still doesn't claim to be Christian. His wife, uh, this isn't breaking news, but during the so I just saw him last week. He came through my town. And I, uh, I had tickets to go to uh, to see him. And his wife did a whole story. And she's turning to Catholicism and, like, doing the whole catechism thing. And I was like, that's neat. But Jordan doesn't come out and say anything about his beliefs. But the whole thing is about Scripture. And so, I'm, for me, it's fun to watch his transformation. And that makes me wonder how his views on foreign policy or the crowd that he had before when he came back. It seems like he's not talking about cleaning your room so much as he's talking about, like, existential, like, where your purpose comes from in an ethereal concept. And so his, mm-hmm. that's what I saw. And I still love it. Um, his takes on Christianity, they're not the greatest because he's not mm-hmm. a Christian, but he's got yeah. some really good points and I'll, I'll, I'll hang on to those. And that's my, that's my take on Jordan. Yeah, no, no, I, I think that's perfectly reasonable too. And like you said, if people, I understand the stay in your lane thing as well. And I think it's perfectly reasonable to kind of like, 
always keep in the back of your mind. So, you know, I always try to caveat things that I don't know. So like when it comes to the medical treatment from 2020 and 2021, um, I'm no expert. Look, I, I can read studies and science pretty fluently, like probably more fluently than the average person, but that doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about. That doesn't mean yeah. that I know every last little thing. I get annoyed when I see people try to talk this stuff and they speak authoritatively and they want you to believe them, but they have no evidence or facts to back up their claims. So yeah, like yeah. when I speak nutrition, I'm not a nutrition expert per se. <clears throat> I was a certified personal trainer and I've been studying nutrition for years now, but it doesn't make me an expert. That yeah, just yeah. means I probably know more than the average person and I can give you facts and evidence to support why I think the way that I do. Yeah. When I see people that just say something with no evidence that that shit drives me nuts or just make wild speculation and then run with it. That shit drives me nuts. Like you have to have some kind of basis in reality before you just fly off the handle and say that, okay, well, this is the way that I'm, you know, this is the truth, right? This is the way that things are when it's like, okay, well, how'd you, how'd you get there? Is yeah. it just conspiracy in your mind? Like yeah, when, yeah. when people talk about the medical treatment, they say, oh, well, this is population control. Okay, well, what's your evidence? Because we're three, four years out now, and I don't see people just dropping over dead 24-7. So, like, if it is that, I'm sorry, it's not doing a good job. You're yeah. going to need to present a little bit more evidence. And then what's the argument after that? Well, all the evidence is bought off. Okay, so now we're just in wild speculation land where you could throw anything at the wall, and whatever you say is true. And when I ask you for evidence, I'm a shill. So, like, how do you have a conversation yeah. when this is like the way that you have to interact with people? You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. And it's actually when you start off uh, here. Number one, I think I think the idea of of <clears throat> walking your thoughts out, like going from starting from A to B that and, and knowing yes. how how you got to be i think that's a lost art i don't think people know that very well i think they they hop and skip to the next one and if you go well how did you get to that thought and we're like i don't know it just it just came to me and you're like all right well that's that's scary might be kind of cool kind of scary um that's one thing but i also talked about this on on a, a live stream way uh during the super bowl because i like an idiot i was like i'm gonna live stream during the super bowl see because <laughs> i'm i'm not smart i didn't think from a to b on that one truth um, but I brought up the idea of the psyop thing. We're like, this is a psyop to keep you from looking at this. And I was like, yeah, but next week, that thing that you said that we're keeping us from looking at, that's a psyop for the other thing going over here. And then Project Bluebeam is a psyop for um, the, the, you know, the MK Ultra. But the MK, I was like, yeah. if you continuously just go, that's a psyop to keep you from that, but that's a psyop to keep you from that, that, it's like, you know, that's never ending. Like, it's a constant, everything's a psyop to keep you from the next psyop that's the next psyop that's the next. There is no, this doesn't end well like it just it doesn't end. then you start that's where you start to go it's like, an ouroboros well, essentially yeah well like well my wife is bought off by the fbi to spy on me and that's how people get there like they go from one thing to the next like now people are following me everywhere i go and i mean i'm probably pretty sure some mental stuff in there too but you know people are people get again it goes back to like the obsessive thing and i think i think being like well, mm. so James, i know where you were going yeah I, well, I don't know. I, I think I think people obsess over these things because it's there is no better feeling than knowing that you were right when everyone else is wrong. Um, right. That's a great feeling. Um, and if you can be ahead of the game and have that secret knowledge of something, that automatically sets you above. 
uh, everybody mm -hmm. else, even if it's just that thing. And I think James Lindsay talks about Gnosticism, which is a, mm -hmm. that's an old, old thing, but that's all Gnosticism is secret knowledge. And so yeah. I know about this from Christian conversations being like, well, why is this book not in the Bible? Um, so I came from it from a, a religious aspect, but that Gnosticism thing is, is super appealing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it, it ingrains it in a ton of, I'm ranting now, but it, in every, every category of life, there are those people like, I got to know everything and i gotta be ahead of everybody and i gotta mm. anyway long rant just say yes everything's a psyop and we should definitely think our wives are spying on us yes yes absolutely our, our we have our own um nsa agents that are spying on us at all times but like really the, the, yeah yeah the uh the truth of it is that like people are just so bored because oh, that's that too, yeah. everything well i think that's a part of it but like they're so bored so like conspiracies and stuff like that just sounds super interesting and it's way more interesting than your boring life right so like if i tell you that hey if you just eat a good enough diet like you get some lean proteins fruits and vegetables um sufficient fiber sufficient protein um and then resistance train two to four times a week you're probably gonna do like as good as any average person could do when it comes to like building muscle and all that stuff that's not that sexy right yeah, like yeah. that's not gonna sell book tours i fell asleep while you were saying no <laughs> yeah right but but like if i tell you oh well this one ingredient <laughs> in this food is killing you it's seed oils and yeah, yeah. that aspartame, that aspartame is going to make your dick fly off. Like that's <laughs> exciting. You it can, is. now you have something to focus on and like, you know, oh, well they, you know, ex or, uh, quotation marks don't want you to know this. Um, it's like that, that's super exciting. But if I just tell you, Hey, the boring old truth, then okay. But you know what? I'm, I'm perfectly okay with limiting my growth and limiting everything that I do. If it means that I could tell people the truth and give them the information, the correct information that will let them live better lives. And if people don't yeah. listen to me because of that, all right, well then, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not your guru. I refuse right. to be your guru. I refuse to have people be the followers and the, you know, worshipers of Kyle Matthew Matovic. I want yeah, yeah. independent thinkers who will call me out when they think I'm wrong, or if they find out that I'm factually wrong, correct me because I'm a fucking retard. Right. That's what I want from people. I don't You're want right, worshipers. But, but that's real people. But that goes back to the yeah. simping thing. Like, even mm -hmm. I was like, I totally agree with that conversation. There's got to be something that me and you disagree with. And there's got to be something that you're wrong about. Right. But as long as you're 99% right. And I'm like, oh, I would take my advice from you. Um, and the other thing is that you don't. So I had a, a buddy of mine. We actually go way back, but he blew up on on the TikToks and the reels. Um, his mm -hmm. name's Liam Layton. He, he goes by the Plant Slant, and all of mm -hmm. his videos are are telling people how to be healthy in moderation on on whatever budget they can. He doesn't mm -hmm. shame people, but then he goes after all of the grifters. Matter of fact, I had an episode where we called it Good. grift spotting, and we just went after mm -hmm. it. and we talked about it. He goes, "Here's the here's the thing." He goes, "When they come out confident and they're in like a store and they're like, this thing will kill you." He goes, "I mm -hmm. guarantee." I guarantee it's if bullshit. you scroll if you scroll a little bit down, it'll be their supplement that they're that they're selling. He goes, this yes, is literally, he's absolutely it's, he's it's spot right on back to back. And he goes, so he'll make videos be like, see this guy, he's like uh, bananas are the worst thing you're gonna die a heart attack. And here's their this is who they're sponsored by. And it's just mm -hmm. nonstop. So he he just grift spots. Like that's all, that's his big thing. Yeah. It's great. He's a great guest. I, I'll put you in contact. I think you you Please guys do. would you guys would love that. But yeah, it's and I think that confidence, like having confidence is great. Um, yes. If you don't have any confidence, that's a red, that's a red flag. And I know a lot of people mm -hmm. can't do that, but there is something I'm going to say, I'm going to say, because I can, 
because it's I'm in that crowd. There's something demonic. Oh, not in the demonic crowd, but there's something demonic about that overconfident car salesman motif. Um, when people come over, like I know the truth, and it's this and this and this. Because even if you read, even if you read the Gospels, um, Jesus was pretty confident about the truth, but he walked people through questions on most of the stuff, and then used parables. And it was constant, going like, "I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm going to walk you into how it is, not just seed oils are bad, buy the supplement." Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, that overconfidence thing, man, I get real nervous around people because imposter syndrome. It's a, it's got it. It's, it's gotta be real. Everyone's partly full of it. Like it, mm-hmm. everyone I meet, there's <laughs> at least 10% of them that don't know what they're, there's 10% of that, their life that they don't know what they're doing and they're just faking it. And that's healthy. As long as you know that that's true. And so I'm mm-hmm. fine. Like me, people watching me, I obviously, I don't sound super confident. I don't look, con- I look like I'm tired, which is fine. But there's there's at least twenty percent of my life that's out of control <laughs> not, yeah. that I'm just I'm I'm doing the best I can with, um, yeah. but I think it's that confidence and moderation. How about that full circle? Yeah, what no, I, I I actually like that quite a bit, and I like your friend already because he's absolutely right that people who are selling you bullshit are normally going to tell you what's killing you. They're going to sell you or they're going to uh, feed you fear and then sell you security. That's yeah, exactly that's what that is. They're yeah. going to tell you that this is going to kill you. And the only way that you can possibly be saved is if you buy my supplement. And this is kind of my problem with like this whole return of like the religious, I don't want to say the religious right. And like, people are going to freak out when I say that I hate the return of this, but it's the fact that people are doing it under the guise of if you just, buy my religious course if you just buy my religious dating network which there are people who are literally doing this then you're going to find your child wife and you'll live happily ever after it is selling people their dreams under the guise of your religion and to me that seems like worshiping false gods and look i'm agnostic i don't believe nor disbelieve i just don't know but like it really seems like you're abusing good people's faith when you go out there telling them i can make all your dreams come true if you just buy my dating network, if you just pay for the my daily wire subscription or whatever, Can you, you know, imagine think, that person. They're yeah, like, but I mean, my life sucks. Yeah. But this daily wire subscription is gonna do right. me a lot of good. But, I mean, there's literally people that are doing this, like that sovereign broad yeah. dude that I've been beefing with. He blocked me on Twitter, and I blocked. I don't him know back, who this like, is. I don't know when Twitter you're, is. You're listen. You are way yeah. better off. But <laughs> no, like, I'm not that involved. He, if you look up the whatever podcast, Stu Chase has been on. There oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the yeah. clips of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he put this huge story about this girl who's just sounded absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And then in the follow up tweet, he said, You can find a girl just like this in my dating yeah. network. I'm like, Dude, go fuck yourself. Because you know, them. you know what that does? This is going to make way more atheists than any fucking Richard Dawkins, Sam. Was it coming from a Christian aspect? Is that what that was? Was it like a Tradcon or something? Yeah, he was like a traditional conservative. I believe he's Catholic. But um, basically, he literally like laid out all this. Yeah, he lays out all this stuff. And then says, yeah, buy my dating network where you can find your trad wife. And like, like I said, it literally seems like you're just you're going to wake up more way more atheist because basically what's going to happen is people are going to go into this group. They're going to find girls in there (laughs) where things may not work out. And they're going to say, well, fuck this religion shit because this didn't work out. I joined this religious dating (laughs) network under the impression that I was going to get a girlfriend. And then when they don't get a girlfriend, they feel disaffected. So they leave their religion because they said, oh, well, none of this shit works. So fuck it. Yeah. You yeah. are inherently creating problems. So, you know, my 
you can market stuff, but just be fucking honest. That's all I ask. Dude, you actually touched on a, a ton of real truth stuff. So uh, in, in, in like the church culture, no, I'm not really a part of the church culture. I'm about as close mm -hmm. to the church culture as I am the libertarian culture. Um, way behind. Still like, did you know they had a, they, they, they don't like driver's licenses and stuff like that. Like I'm way behind. But, but there's <laughs> toasters. Um, we've been seeing a research or not research at least it's a hot topic now well there's two hot topics but that mm -hmm. that super bowl commercial um that just came out uh with the, the he gets us a few like there's a lot of we used we used to call these secret friendly churches where it's a, a soft watered down message um to kind of get people through the door and then the sure. point of it was like once they come through the door then we we lay out the gospel and then you know sin's not jesus does call you to repent but i always we would always have an issue with that because people would walk through the door looking for a different Jesus. And that's super dangerous. Cause then once they go, it was like, well, this is not what I thought Jesus was supposed to be. I thought Jesus was supposed to be uh, tolerant of everything I got. And now you're telling me he's not, what is this? And then they turn away right. completely. Um, and we used to, especially with the, we call the prosperity gospel, which is like another hot topic recently, Joel Osteen. So mm. he was a part of the prosperity gospel. It, I mean, we saw this with televangelists growing up all through the 80s. But like, if you buy this, you just give to the Lord $100. He's going to fill all your wondrous dreams. And and even as a young Christian, like growing up, I grew up in church, so I kind of knew a little bit of theology. But even, even not knowing a ton, going like, man, none of this, this just sounds wrong. Um, and, and we used to say that you know, God's not a genie. And so just because you rub his belly, you don't get these. The only thing Jesus says that you'll get if you follow him is a cross. He says, pick up your cross and follow me. That's not that's not like, hey, if you follow Jesus, you're going to be rich. It's mm -hmm. like the opposite. He says, if you follow me, they might want to kill you. Like that's the, that's, he's selling you a cross. And that's, it's beautiful. And I, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother sermon. Um, but but that's that thing that that weird like if you just do these particular steps your life your life will be perfect and even jordan pearson going back to him mm -hmm. he's like these are good principles to go by but by no means is this going to solve everything these are just right. good aspects of living your life that guy on the yeah. whatever podcast be like i started a dating network um and it's hopefully it'll gather uh trad cons or whatever people who have you know christian morals and backgrounds so your likelihood to find a good girl or a good husband you know, um, in this dating pool it is higher. It's like, it's like going to church to find your wife, except for now it's yeah. online. It's, yeah. it's, it's farmers are us or whatever that, whatever that thing was, um, right. that online. And if you can be honest about that, you probably would have done better, but I, I don't think in this, in this climber, this world coming out with a moderate, like, Hey, it's not always going to work out, but I'm going to, I got a product that might help you get there. You're going to be buried underneath all the other car salesmen being mm -hmm. like, well, I have the key to life um people are let's just be honest people are suckers man there's just a lot of suckers out there and it i don't know how to solve that um except unless you buy my book then you won't be a sucker anymore um <laughs> i'm joking i explained that <laughs> right that was a great promo but people are people people are vulnerable in, in all 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 aspects at some point but but yeah. the people if you're Oh man, I know I'm ranting. I, I apologize. No, 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 you're good. You're was, good. Uh, everything's a vacuum. Thomas Sowell talks about everything being a trade-off and everything is mm -hmm. a vacuum. This is where it comes into the religious aspect. When people are like, I'm atheist, I don't worship anything. It's like, but that's kind of hard to say because 
there there is a higher ideal and morality and intelligence that you do and even if it's your own like i'm smarter than everybody this is all i have to go off of then technically you this is your god is is whatever your thing whatever you're looking to the highest ideal is would be your god there is no there is no option to not worship you will always worship um it just depends on whatever that vacuum fills and so that that i think if if that vacuum is filled with the proper thing, then I think your likelihood to be a sucker might be a little bit less because you do things like what we talked about. Be like, yeah, I agree 99%, but 10% of this person's life is probably jacked up. I'm not, they're not the Messiah. Um, I like this, you know, dating app for Christians, but there's 10% of them. It's not going to work out. Like just be honest about that and, and look at people in relation to like, they're great. Jordan Pearson's great, but his foreign policy sucks. And then yeah. you'll be fine. You'll never be a suck. You'll never buy the Daily Wire subscription thinking that you're going to have the greatest foreign policy at the yeah. end. You won't. Anyway, that was a long rant. Hopefully, that there was something in there that was worth it. No, you're Bye. good. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, kind of pivot over to that now as we yeah. kind of kind of run closer towards the end here. Um, tell me about your book and <laughs> let's kind of go back and forth on that a little bit because I, you and I could talk forever and a half, but I'm, I'm really, really curious about your book and kind of like your perspective on art. We probably touched on this a little bit last time, but uh, kind of yeah. let everybody know about the book and what's going on. Um, yeah. So I, uh, <clears throat> the book is a, an accumulation of like my, most of my work from the past decade. So I've been painting, I've been painting, doing art like behind me. I've been doing stuff like that for uh, quite some time. But when I started doing artwork, like fine art, like I do, I also like to watercolor Spider-Man because because I'm a fun guy. Like I like to have fun. Um, also, you, I mean, you can look behind me and be like, obviously he's got some form of personality. But my fine art, <clears throat> I always section my fine art for any kind of my philosophical religious beliefs. Um, and one of the reasons was because there's really not a lot of religious art unless it's like old school Renaissance. And so what I started doing as an as an artist is I would take scriptures that were my favorite and then um, take them and, and put them into an image like um, something simple to grasp. So I was a big fan of uh, graffiti art. So a lot of my art mm -hmm. kind of looks like that looks stencil. This is a great example. This is in the book. Um, and it it takes something simple and, uh, and and relates it to the scripture. Now I'll give you a good example. So one of them, and it's a, it's the simplest, stupidest thing in the. I shouldn't say stupid, but it's simple in the book. There's a there's a scripture. <clears throat> I think it's in John where Jesus is. God, I hope I get my scriptures right. <laughs> You're gonna have all the Christians be like, this guy is not again. Ten percent, ninety percent great Christian. There's like ten, probably twenty percent of my Christianity that's off the rails. Um, but it's uh it's it's the scripture says let your yes be yes and your no be no meaning like when you say something mean it and i i took that scripture and i i did like a bright colors and then it's a typewriter like an old school typewriter and the whole point of that because most people don't know but back in the day because i have a typewriter um there's no backspace there's no there's no going back once you hit that button the ink slams on the paper and it's there mm. there's no you, when you do something it's there there's no going back and so it, in that relation to that scripture saying, when you say something, mean it, when you say it, make sure you know what you're talking about when it comes out of your mouth, because there, your yes needs to be your yes. And your no needs to be your no. So it's stuff like that throughout the book. And then I have, uh, I've been writing poetry for a long time. Um, and I, I like poet, man, I'm an outside poet. I'm an outside. This is, gonna, I'll, I'll make this quick. I'm an outside artist, no, meaning 
I never went to school for it. I just did it. Um, and I'm an outside poet. I never went to school for poetry either. I was never in those groups, uh, kind of in the art camp, but I was always like on the punk rock. I do whatever I want side. Um, and because of that, I have an appreciation for poetry, but I'm not, I'm not in it. Like I'm not deep into like, look at this poem. Isn't it magnificent? Cause half those poems that you read and you're like, what the hell? I think the same thing. And I write it. Um, but most of my poetry is built off of, uh, hymnals cause I grew up in church, like reciting mm -hmm. hymns. So all my stuff rhymes. Um, and instead of it being emotionally driven, which is what I see a lot of poetry, it's like painting with your words. It's a lot of, um, how you feel and what does this imagery make you feel? Uh, most of my poetry is a bit heady. So it, it tackles theology and philosophy and stuff like that. Um, quick example, and it's the weirdest poem in the book. It's, it's called Timely Machine. And the whole poem is a story of a, an inventor, like an 1800s inventor, trying to invent a time machine. And he's struggling with it throughout the whole poem. And it rhymes, so it sounds like a nursery rhyme. It's great. Uh, uh, he's struggling with this. He's like, I got all the pieces, but it's not working. Like halfway through, it doesn't work. And he loses his mind. And he feels like a complete, utter failure. He goes down to the point where he starts to bargain his soul with God. He's like, I wanted this to work. Why doesn't this work? And then all of a sudden, um, everything lights up and the machine that he's created um, begins to work. And he has this epiphany. He's like, it works. I'm going to be able to travel forward in time. And, and the whole last of it is going, I'm going to go to forward in time. I'm going to be known as this great inventor. I'm going to be somebody. Everyone's going to know who I am. And then at the very end of the poem, uh, he realizes that when he goes forward in time, no one will even know because his time machine goes with him. So it's like a philosophical concept of dealing with like building failure, epiphany. I'm going to be great. And then realizing that he had the wrong perspective from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, stuff, it's stupid stuff like that. <laughs> it's like super. And I just put that into poetry form, it's like song lyrics. <laughs> like It's kind of how I go. But yeah, that's what, so no. that's what the book is. No, dude, I, I like it a lot. And that, uh, I always love the idea of how do I want to put this like the you really have to think about them stories but they're very very effective when you think about it so like one thing that comes to mind is like pulp fiction where yeah. oh the yeah. movie like didn't make sense once you watch it the first time but you watch it like the second or the third time and you're like uh yeah. and like all the themes especially like the idea of they open the suitcase and you never see it you so, never get to yeah, yeah exactly now what you know what does everybody think it is it's in theory it's gold probably or yeah, yeah gold or somebody's soul because oh i didn't it, even think about that see uh, okay so no okay because yeah cause gold doesn't glow so i was just thinking it was like a weird caricature of gold but well, I didn't even yeah, think yeah. about the soul thing yeah so the one theory was um marcellus wallace right he had yeah, a yeah. band-aid on the back of his neck why do you have a band-aid on the back of his neck oh because that's where the devil took his soul that's nuts wow i gotta go back and rewatch pulp fiction yeah so do i so do i yeah. i heard that theory once i'm like oh my god that makes sense and why would they have a band-aid on the back of his neck it's completely irrelevant to and, everything in the movie yep. it has nothing to add just a little detail i love stuff yeah. like that and so i'm i'm with exactly. you on those little details of that yes. lead to something big yeah man um but yeah that's that's basically what the book is i, I said it's a decade so i tried to orchestrate it to where um, the art and the poems are intertwined and they tell a bit of a, a prodigal son story. So it starts off kind of, um, uh, I, you know, life is good. Uh, I'm doing really well. And it kind of follows like this, this beautiful life idea, but then it gets a little prideful. Um, in some of the arts, I, I pull out some scriptures about pride and, 
and the art piece and then it drops down into shame and then and failure and i i uh on a personal note depression was i don't want to say about depression i don't i don't like to super carry that out but i know what it feels like and i know what it feels like to be a fit and so a lot of my poetry hangs out in that realm because to be honest life tends to hang on that realm more than it does any other um that's just that's just kind of the truth and that's forever that's for people who love jesus and people who don't life has its moments at the top of the mountain but it's a it's a point on purpose the rest of it it's like a giant valley and so that hangs out in that moment but at the very end of the book the poetry and the art lean into a redemption of coming back and then using that redemption um to to kind of to kind of fuel into the the rest of life so i I'm, i probably put way more too too much time into this book than i should have uh for a simple art and poetry book but uh but yeah man if you if anybody's listening they want to go check it out you can go to pardonwill.com it's right there at the top or you can just go to amazon type in by every meaningless measure um i showed the book but uh i have it mirrored so it's just backwards um but yeah by every meaningless measure it's a book of art and poetry you can find it nice man well uh i, I think that's most of your plugs you got anything else you want to let the people know where they can find you at? Uh, yeah, on Twitter and Instagram, it's pardon will art pardon wills like my moniker. You can see it at the screen. Um, and I have my own podcast too. And, uh, Kyle's been on it. He's, I'm going to have him come on it again. Um, Kyle's pretty bit. I'm pretty busy too. So I haven't put out a ton, but I've been doing, uh, live streams every Sunday night, eight, seven central. Um, and it's called the pardon will podcast, pardon will podcast. Um, and you can find me and stuff like that. That's, that's fine. Buy my book, go buy my book. Um, (laughs) if you buy my book, you will find a wife uh it'll happen and if it doesn't don't blame me or god yeah it's it's all your fault it's all, blame jordan pearson because his foreign yeah. policy takes are awful so yeah he said oh you got a cock for the jews yeah. kiddo <laughs> kermit is off the rails <laughs> kermit you fucking zionist jesus christ you put ben Shapiro to shame <laughs> dude what's crazy is he kind of does sometimes but oh, I yeah. here, dude, I'm gonna be honest. So real quick, <clears throat> yeah. I grew up. I grew up in um in a Pentecostal church and growing up, mm-hmm. and we would have. Uh, Israel has a big place. It's dispensationalism. It, there's a, it's a whole sect of Christianity that really looks to the Jews as being. I mean, technically, the Bible does say we're grafted into the vine. So there's it can get real tricky when you're reading the Bible to understand the relationship to the Jewish people and mm-hmm. christianity and the gentiles and how they work but if you read scripture in the bible it is pretty clear that there are some things that are important some that are not and and it talks about the jews i wouldn't say just because they named israel israel that would be all of israel i don't know i'm not a scholar but i think jordan peterson's thing i think it's because he's been reading the bible so much it takes a long time to kind of parse out especially because he's in the old testament I know he reads a little of the New Testament, but his mind's going to be blown when he gets to the Gospels. Um, I think if he spent as much time in Exodus as he did in the Gospels, uh, he w- he would be well off. But I think I think a lot of his foreign takes are built out of uh, the Christian ethos. Um, so that, there's my little tidbit. No, that's all right. Um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on again. And you obviously know where you could find me. Um, yeah. For everybody listening, once again, links below where you could find you know uh pardon will and all that good stuff um i I will have to put your book in the description as well i didn't have that there but um until next time everybody um if you don't got anything else man we'll uh, close her out nope thanks for having me man i really appreciate it always love to be here of course man all right everybody take care 
A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time, from an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.